Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show this morning. This is Jace and our sponsors today, Big D Marine, the Belleville Meat Market, Boyd's One Stop, and Mainstream Marketing. All right, looking at weather, 50 degrees down on the island this morning, and uh, they're calling for partly cloudy and wind today. Right now it's only about two miles per hour or so. Is that... Uh, a little bit of rain came through mid-morning. It kind of laid things down for a while yesterday. But anyway, today, here's the forecast. Windy, cloudy skies. They'll become partly cloudy this afternoon with a high of 58 north-northeast winds, 20 to 30 miles per hour. They'll be uh, diminishing somewhat later in the day to 10 to 20 miles per hour. But higher wind gusts are possible again. And then for tonight, some clouds, low of around 50. North-northeast winds 10 to 15. And for tomorrow, partly cloudy skies, high near 60. Winds will be east at 10 to 20 miles per hour. So as that high pressure moves down and slides, our winds will kind of swing a little bit towards the east. And then that southerly flow will begin later in the week. All right, uh, looking at tides for today, these are Galveston Channel tide predictions. We have four of them. We're sitting on a high right now. We have a low coming up at 9.20 a.m. It's a negative 0.3 coming off of a 1.3 during the night. And then a high at 4.56 p.m., a 1.2. Then a low at 9.32 p.m., an 0.9. 7.24 a.m. is sunrise. Sunset will be 7.30 p.m. Our moon phase is 12%. Our uh, next new moon Zero percent visibility will be next Wednesday night. And uh, let's see here. Looking at Galveston, uh, down at the Galveston Channel this morning, it's northeast, or actually north at 16, gusting to 24. Air temperature is 50, and water temp 62.6. Eagle Point, it's 49 degrees with 56-degree water temperature with a north wind at 15 to 22. And... At Morgan's Point, it's 47 degrees 
with 62-degree water with a north-northwest wind, 15 to 18. Barometric pressure came up quite a bit. During the night, it's at 30.41 inches and it's still rising, so pretty high barometer this morning. Anyway, that's where we stand. All right, let's uh, let's slide over to the Tri-Bay area. Let's check in with the hammer this morning and check his pulse. Good morning, Glenn. How are you? Good morning, sir. Doing just great. How are you doing over there? Couldn't be better. Good. It's my Friday. <laughs> you finally finally got the lights on, huh? Yeah, I paid the bill and they came out. And I was going to say, okay, <laughs> you know, you reckon if you paid that bill? <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then no, it was, said, uh, don't, don't do well, it, it was a nasty up. little storm the other morning. And, uh, oh. Man, it uh, just knocked out power in certain areas. Man, we had some high winds, a ton of lightning. and uh, Same here. A lot of rain in a, about a 10 to 20 minute period. It just rained cats and dogs. You know that I had no. sleeted my house yesterday morning. <laughs> that is crazy. Can you believe That's that? That's crazy. I know. No, well, yeah, I do because uh, uh, this whole week has been one crazy weather week. And it's, uh, you know, I hate to say it, uh, the groundhog was right this year. I hate to believe him when he said six more weeks of bad weather. This was probably one of the worst weeks as far as wind. And like you said, when that front blew through, it, I think it came through here 3.40 a.m. or something. Uh, yeah. On Sunday morning or Sunday morning or Monday morning. Well, I, I went out one week ago today or last Sunday after I talked to you. I had uh, A.J. and his two sons, Andrew and Ryan, and uh, it was brutal. We probably should have found a project around that cabin, but. They wouldn't have anything to do with that. They definitely wanted to go. So we uh, we went out and fought the elements, buddy. And, I mean, that huh. wind was blowing 30 miles an hour at times, and we Goodness. had chocolate white caps. It was <clears throat> it was brutal. We uh, Yeah, we call those mud caps. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big, big time mud huh. caps. But, uh, you know, we put a, together a pretty decent box of fish with using live shrimp under a popping cork. Uh, right. I told you I would take the equalizers, and that's what I did. Uh, we had one tra- one redfish that was tournament uh, quality. It was 27 and 7 eighths. It weighed 7 pounds. Uh, they took pictures and pictures and pictures of it. Uh, I tried to get them to release it, but they wasn't going to have anything to do with what it. What was it? <laughs> they, 27 and 7 eighths. It was just under 28 inches. Dang. I mean, they could have. I bumped his nose on the on the on the uh, measuring stick. You know the warden. I call it the warden stick. It's a check it stick. You know, uh, aluminum uh, check it stick, just like the game wardens. They all carry them with it. It's got the end flipped up where they butt the noses to them and then point the tail. And you know, yeah. I'm pretty pretty accurate. We get a we have to be pretty accurate with our measurements because. You know what I'm saying? Just a little bit over or a little bit under, and uh, you can find yourself in a bind. So, but anyway, we had um, had ended up with three redfish and got a 19-inch speck out of that old dirty water somehow or another. Yeah. And uh, they they had a great time, but uh, they were visiting down for the week, and and uh, the wind blew Monday and Tuesday. Our tides were as high as I have seen them this time of year. I mean, with all that east wind. It piled it on us, buddy, and I mean, it was way up here in the yard. So, uh, 
<clears throat> I had that little project outside that uh, sent you a picture of that the floor of my fish cleaning table. Mm -hmm. And as I and I was as I was pouring well that before I sent you the picture, I still had to finish some of the pouring the concrete to the piers. And uh, as I was digging the holes, they were filling full of salt water, and I was flustered. Man, I just had a couple of holes to dig, and I looked around, and here comes that tide, and Clark gets a second hole dug. But they started filling up with salt water. But anyway, I got it done, and uh, I got the foundations to that thing done. And I'm gonna work on the if the wind ever dies back, I'm gonna work on establishing the ridge and, and put the roof on it. But uh, let's see. Wednesday, oh, it was a day from you know where. Uh, I had to go renew my. Um, I was up for renewal for my uh, Coast Guard license uh, for my fifth time. I oh, know it's um, a pain in the neck. Man, buddy, you don't even want to know what all we went through over there in Clear Lake or NASA Road One or wherever the heck I had to go, and uh, I left that place. Did okay on my physical, passed it. Uh, 2020 vision and everything's still good so i got that part done and then uh i got all the paperwork out and i headed on over to where i was going to do the uh the drug test and uh the place had moved and so then i started calling Which around you go to that one over there off genoa red bluff off the beltway no this one was off of uh oh, it's one of those space center that's one, yeah that's the one i always go to is over there off the beltway they've been there yeah. forever Anyway, I, anyway, I ended up going to one over in Freeport after I looked around and looked around and called and tried to deal with automated uh, systems on telephones. Mm -hmm. and oh, oh, I know it. Isn't it nuts? My wife was so, you know, bless her heart. Thank goodness I had her with me because I wouldn't have the patience to do all that stuff. It's frustrating, man. man. You'd think as many <laughs> oh. years as, you know, we've been on the program, it would be, you know, yeah. a lot easier to to do this it's just well it's, you're it's dealing like with the federal government want, it's like you know? they don't want you to renew they, yeah that, like, that's exactly they right make it, they make it so tough and you got to go through so many channels and this and that anyway uh i'm gonna try for five more years if the lord's willing and <laughs> i can't make no promises after that you've been doing it what 30 years i've, I've done it 20 so i know 42 huh 42 it'll 40? be 43 uh this year october Holy moly, twice as long as I have. I'm just a little greenhorn, man. Shoot. Now, fishing don't get better. I ain't renewing nothing. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> give it give it to God. <laughs> as I say. Oh, like that guy told me a story, him and his buddy were trying to get home from a long hunt and been up all night all day and he was coming home and he looked at his buddy and said, I can't keep my eyes open any longer. I'm going to give it to God. <laughs> Let God be my co-pilot. Oh, that was a funny story. They ended up oh. in the middle of a cow pasture through a barbed wire fence. Well, last night when I went to bed, there was zero wind. I mean, zero. It had shut down to nothing. Yeah, well, it, it's honking now. It, it came Oh, up. it is. Just, just a minute ago, I got a yeah. 15 to 20 mile an hour gust or something, man. You could feel the house shake. So it just kind of came through here. I guess wind's right. just now picking up. But anyway, uh, our tides have been super high, super high. Then the front come through, and they're super low. Uh, we got one inch of rain out of that deal with all that lightning and stuff. Well, I tell you what, it came. I mean, that was the morning I was uh, – that was Friday morning when I was 
I was waiting on you to call. I was sitting around, and that's right when that front hit. But yeah, I mean that come it hit me through. on the way in here to the studio. It's about two fifty when it hit here. Mm-hmm. And that son of a gun drug through here. I mean, it was uh, it was some rumbling. There was some fire in the sky, and and the winds picked up. And all week long, we've had twenty-five to thirty mile an hour northeast yeah. winds. Well, it is uh, March, Glenn. It, it it is. Get your kites blows out. in like a lion. <laughs> but uh, let's see what else is going on. The bait camps have bait. And the boat ramps are open. Uh, San Luis Pass has one of the two boat ramps open. And, and there's always a bridge bait and tackle down underneath the bridge or at Surfside Beach. They got a that dumps you right out into the intercoastal canal. So if you got a big old boat, that's a pretty good place to launch and charge you five bucks. But uh, Anyway, that and the uh, white flags are flying. Everybody's requesting uh, to the bait camps that they want to get croakers, and it's still early. It's still early for that. No yellow flags out at nah, all. It's not even May so, yet. I know it. Starting to catch uh, little hardheads and small croakers. Uh, one little sand trout here and there. Just uh, just starting to see that water temperature, I believe, was uh, it was at around 70 degrees, 72 the bay temperature anyway, where I was the other day. And that's yeah. before it all cooled down. I, I imagine it's back down in the fifties again. So, or sixties, huh? What do you think? Which water, water, water temps? Oh, there was mm -hmm. some in the fifties this morning. It, uh, oh, okay. So it cooled down again. Oh, we've dropped 14, 15 degrees. It's going to keep going yeah. down till we get a warming trend. Oh, uh, and I had to take my tomato plants, my bell peppers and put them, over you know, out of the northeast coming right down the pipe right down the highway and i have my stuff on the sunshiny on the east side of my house and so here i go again i just lost it all to a freeze that here not long ago and i restarted everything and it, the wind just started beating it all up again so oh man it's just so uh, it's it it's it is what it is march like yeah you said. it's not even blow easter wind, yet so blow wind blow yeah. But, uh, let's see. Uh, now you got all man, you got your physical and drug test done. Now wait till you get involved with that paperwork stuff. Are you gonna file it file it electronically? Are you gonna mail it in? Captain or what? Nikki, whatever my wife tells me to do, man. She she organizes and she has every sheet of paper. And boy, let me tell you, the 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 Manila folder has got thick with all the stuff you got to have. Yeah, I saved mine from the previous year to go off mm -hmm. of to make sure. That's Every what she does. dotted and T is crossed. I mean, you better, you they'll bet decline you. it, kick it back to you. I mean, it, it's just, uh, it is I know. ridiculous. I it's, know, I know. Hopefully, hopefully we get her done. Hopefully we get I her done. I just hope there comes a point in my life and I don't have to deal with things like that anymore. It just, it just me, gets old. It never gets better. It just gets worse it's, every time. Not just the government. It's a federal stuff. And, uh, it's just too much paperwork, too much. Oh man. Like you said, cross, cross your T's and dot your I's. Well, there's a, it's a lot of paperwork to do, but anyway, yeah, I'll get her filed up. And as soon as I get the results back here and, uh, ready to go again, ready, to, ready to fish, man. Whenever the weather settles down, there you go. That's it. All right, buddy. Well, Hey, somebody wants to call you about coming down to the tri-bay area and hooking up with you. How they get a hold of you, Glenn. Yes, sir. 713-208-0683, buddy. Happy fun Sunday to everybody. We're going to do it. One. You do the same. Hammer, see okay. you, man. All right, sure. later. All right, that's the hammer down in the Tri-Bay area. Well, you know, Big D Marine, they're having their grand opening 
of their newest store in Hitchcock, Texas. That's on High, Highway 6. That's going to be April 15th. Go by and shop. Great deals on on a fine selection of center console boats like Sea Pro, Dargle, Seaborn, and Shearwater. Outboards by Mercury, Suzuki, and Yamaha. And mention my name, you get $1,000 and a free 20-hour service on your new rig. They have a, they're going to have a live band, free barbecue and refreshments. Call them at 409-938-4408. That's Big D Marine, the grand opening, April 15th in Hitchcock, Highway 6. Don't miss it. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning. It is 417 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's slide next door from the hammer right down to Freeport. And let's uh, check in with Captain Jeff Naylor. Nalem, what's up? What's up, Captain Maggie? How you doing this morning? Good. How are you, buddy? I'm pretty good, pretty good. I got I got Monty here with me again, too. He He slipped in right at the last minute. Good morning, Monty. What's up, man? Not much. How's it going? Oh, I'm here, buddy. <laughs> it's my Friday. I'm ready to yeah. have a good show and uh, get a few days off. I hear that. I hear that. Man, this cold weather just ain't really happening. You know, it, it, it's not very inspirational, I'll tell you that much. No, it's not, especially with all this wind that's coming with it. Jeez. Uh, man, terrible, terrible. Yeah, me and Monty were just uh, talking about, you know, the uh, 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 earlier this week. Well, excuse me. They announced the closer of Amberjack season before the season was over with last year in August. And, and so this is the May season for 2023. Right. It's going to remind and it was closed. And uh, we were just kind of reminiscing about some of the old uh, uh, Amberjack days that we've had and stuff like that. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, I think that's, I, uh, so – this year for May, it will not open like it normally does. That's correct. Yes, oh, we won't man, get. Oh that bites. 
Yeah, and really for as a charter guy, that you know, uh, that May season is really nice because I mean, you know, you got your all your bills kind of get paid up before the season starts, and mm-hmm. you know, the four or five trips you get to run in May, they they really worth it, you know. Which, but it's pretty consistent. They they it's kind of one year they do it, one year they don't, you know. So it's not something you can count on. Um, always nice whenever you get it, but do they have you know, any kind of answers of why uh, our amberjack populations are down? Is it from fishing pressure, or is it environmental, or what? You know, it, I, yeah, I mean, mine says pressure. All of the above. <laughs> and so, in, in you know, in reality, the uh, you know each each one of the species has like a, a a fiscal year that it restarts. You know that Noah gives the that year's quota yeah. at a certain time during the year, and uh, amberjacks are in August, so I think or June, one or two. So, you know, essentially that May season is technically the the years prior last month, you know, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Uh, so, anyways, um, but we were talking about, you know, how, how many we've been able to catch. And, and I, I completely concur in the last seven or eight years, they have been tougher and tougher to catch. So I go further, further and further, deeper, deeper right. Uh, you know, I, I think I attested a lot to uh, to uh, people snap. So many more people snapper fish and stuff like that, and you know, catching them as bycatch during that snapper season. Yeah. You know, they're real hard to revive. Once you, I mean, you fight, you yeah. fight an AJ for you know ten, fifteen, he twenty did. minutes. I mean, he's yeah. wore out. I mean, he's yeah, 50, he fights 50. to the death almost. Yeah. So that doesn't blow off. And you just don't catch the little ones like you used to either. I mean, you know, being closer, you know, you can feel the, you know, have yeah. those little bullies in. But you don't really find that as much anymore, in my experience. I mean, no. I agree. They're, they're just not there. I don't think. Like I said, if you find them, you're, you you normally just go back and forth to that same spot till they're gone. Yeah. Right. So they will, they will ball up, you know, especially yeah. in that August. They're spawning oh, yeah. and stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, find them on a good rock and uh, yeah i mean they can they can make them but also you gotta be careful about overfishing them i mean you go there and pluck them to death and come back and there's nothing left one day right even in one season but yeah we we're talking about some of the days some of the more famous rocks around here you know the, the um the hickeys and, and a few others out there that used to be just huge producers i mean I remember there was a time when, you know, 10 years ago when they were a nemesis. You, you couldn't oh, yeah. get away from the amberjacks, yeah. you know what I mean? They beat you up. Oh, my goodness. I mean, being out there at the yeah. inter- intersection rigs, I remember beeliner fishing in a hole out there and bringing them up to the boat, and they'd be just, they would come up in the school, yeah, you know, 80 pounders, 80, 90 pounders. Goodness. And they'd be sitting there like dolphin waiting for you to throw the beeliner back yeah. in the water. <laughs> <Just like they, laughs> It's ridiculous. I mean, they they pop around like dolphins and stuff, man. It was uh, it was odd, you know. And you just don't see them anymore. I wish I knew more facts about it, you know. And unfortunately, whenever Noah makes a decision like that, you know, you very rarely tell you why, you know. And they just John say, Hill. yeah, can't right. you know, can't catch them. No. But uh, you know, it's one thing they really should do. They should point out, you know, what the statistics are and why yeah. and like that. You know? Yeah, at least have a 
you know, an explanation, you know, something written down that, you know, they can give you the complete study of why they're doing what they're doing, you know? You know, yeah. I think the commercial guys are still whacking them, though. I don't, I don't know yeah. what, if they even have a season on them. Uh, I think there is an Amberjack season. I know they whack them. Specifically for Amberjack. But, like, uh, bikeheads, I think they yeah. can get bikeheads most of the year. I know we used to run a boat. We'd bring in 10,000 pounds of them. Oh, no problem. Yeah, that's I mean, that. Yeah, but you couldn't keep snapper. With, I mean, we didn't have. I don't know both. didn't have a snapper permit, so it was just mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, AJ's a grouper. AJ's a grouper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, how I was it? One trip where a guy, a guy hooked one on a party boat, a smaller amberjack. Back when the limit was like twenty-eight to the fork. Guy's like sixty-nine years old. And it was rough, you know. Boat's rocking and rolling. He hooks one. He flips out the boat. And he, I see him. Flips out the boat. Flips out the boat. The current's smoking. It's got 69 years old. Oh, my God. And it's a uh, charter trip or straggler trip, whatever. Anyway, so I ended up jumping out of the water and trying to get him out from underneath the boat. He almost drowned me. I was 69 years old. He almost put me to my death like a cat. Oh, my me. goodness. Oh, that's so crazy. How did he so, fall out of the boat? He just, um, you know, the boat's rocking and rolling. And he hooks up, and over he went. I just happened to be coming around the rail. Yeah, he and he ended down. up under the boat? Under the boat. Well, the current was really smoking. Well, yeah. And anyways, yeah, I got underneath there and got a hold of him and got him back on the boat. But I had, it was a job. Oh, you know, I had the time when people jump over like that. For whatever reason, they didn't want to let go of that rod. You know, no, he did let go of the He rod. did let go yeah. of oh, okay. And so they ended up catching the rod on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> and I bring the guy and I say, hey, man, you go ahead and reel your fish in. And so he ended up catching that fish. He ended up catching that yeah. fish. Anyway, it ended up being in the sacks down here, which is a newspaper. You know? After oh, almost great. killing both of you. Yeah. <laughs> man, it was hectic. But anyway, I was, it was something. Well, I'll tell you, when you uh, – that, you know, somebody, you know, fairly, fairly sizable and they're almost drowning and they're, the panic mode sets in, they'll take you to the bottom with them, man. It's just, uh, it's kind of like, that, uh, remember the movie, uh, uh, oh man, about the uh, Coast Guard when they're training everybody and uh, training these swimmers, the rescue swimmers. Yeah. And, uh, finally, that one guy, he was fixing to fail out and flunk out again, and he ended up knocking out that instructor that was trying to drown him. <laughs> knock him. Hey, maybe you got to just knock him out and then drag him to the boat. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it, was, it, was, it was. It was like a cat on me. It's like he was pushing me down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> End up catching. What what else? There there has got to be all the years you're on that commercial boat. That there's got to be. I mean, he tells me this story about you know how how. Well, I tell you this. Elliot told me a story about a nudist colony that showed up uh, on on the boat one day. And so uh, mind you, uh, I want to put in perspective how their how their organization. Dad, Elliot Cundiff, he owned it. He started all that good stuff. Of course, the kid worked for him. He has a kid named Lori and a kid named <laughs> H we talked to. Lori used to run the office. Yeah. So she ran the office. She ran all the crews and, and all that. So he tells me this nudist colony shows up, you know. So he's 
Elliot sits at the office and he's got this two-way radio, you know, and he's listening yeah. to all the captains all the time, you know, but he yeah. just sits in the office. He says one day he's sitting there listening, just so happened to hear, hey, go there to that party boat. Hey, everybody, fish around that party boat. Yeah. You got to go check this out, you know. And uh, uh, I think it got shut down. Yeah. Yeah. It was a family on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that went on for, I think they came back. I think Elliot's story, they came back two or three times. And I think, like, the the second or third time, you know, the story's been out in the city, you know, circulating long enough. And it somehow makes it back to Lori. Yeah. If you show them now. (laughs) I'm about to do this thing. Oh, there was a group of uh, stripper girls that was renting a charter bus and and bringing them a group down. Anyway, I was. Crazy times on the party. So those yeah. bumper stickers we've been seeing for the years, fish naked, that's for real. Hey, yeah. that's for real. <laughs> bumper stickers, yeah, apparently. Yeah, that's real. That's hilarious. You know, there's uh, Elliot just, you know, back in the day, some of the stories they tell me, oh, yeah. you know, and a lot, a lot of captains and stuff that, you know, it was nothing for, you know, they lived in the bars. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, sure the police would arrest in the evening time and take them to jail and five o'clock in the morning wake up yeah going fishing and yeah. drop them off at the dock yeah when i first you know. started on the boat i was during club yeah i figured out real quick if i wanted to keep my license that wasn't what i wanted to do yeah and there's so many accidents and 90 percent of these accidents where people's jumping on the jetties and running into the rocks it's probably drunk yeah yeah so that ain't a good thing to do really yeah, boating and al- alcohol doesn't mix too good. Well, with alcohol, there's just it doesn't mix good with uh, any kind of uh, vehicular driving, any kind of machinery. Yeah, yeah. Boy. Probably didn't help. Yeah, drinking and jumps in either. Yeah, probably a bad combination. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man. I mean, the party boats. That, those those days and all the stories that you guys there's tell. Party boats. I mean. Uh, you know, I really wonder how, what the difference is nowadays with between, like, mass boats. And, you know, there's a lot more regulations now. Oh, yeah. You know, seem to be get stopped a lot more. You know, yeah. things that you used to be able to do are just, you yeah, know, yeah. not the norm anymore. So I'm very curious to know what, what the difference is. Well, I had a charter one time, man. They showed up on the dock the day before, and they start feeding me these beers. And I'm down there, I'm getting all lit up. So I end up going out and drinking until almost time to get on the boat. And I show up on the boat and I'm bouncing off dock to uh, rail to rail. <laughs> and they, they're looking at me. They're like, we're not going on that boat with him. Like, Dude, you're the one that got, you got me started. <laughs> anyway, so they, they wouldn't get on the boat. But anyway, so Elliot called another captain in to run the boat. And we sit there. Of course, we had to leave late. But the other captain shows up. And I said, boy, get your ass out of my chair. Or get out of my chair, excuse my language. And so I the boat anyway, but yeah, that's back in the day. There's a lot of booze down on that dock. Yeah, yeah that uh, kind of like the, you know, when you watch that movie, The Perfect Storm. All those yeah. uh, swordfish captains, man, they had the local bar there at the harbor. Everybody hung out at. Oh yeah, yeah. So. How many people? You know, in average nowadays, how many people get on your boat and drink? Um, very much. Man, I mean, when really, they come- not that many, really. It, uh, you know, back in the day, it was a little more prevalent, but uh, it's not. 
it's you know there's a few guys they'll have a beer or two while they're fishing you know especially in the hot summer when you know you the bite slows down and they'll sit down i'm moving from spot to spot or whatever they'll they'll have a couple of beers but no it uh some of the man scariest trips i've ever had is when uh, people get so drunk i had a guy go to the back and get on the ladder to to relieve himself he was drunk and he fell in the water i had to go in and get him he was sinking like a rock man when water was clear i could see him going down he just passed out while he was going to the bathroom and, uh, yeah it, uh it, you know it, it times have changed you don't see a lot of that anymore yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, they usually yeah, wait till they get to the dock, you know. Yeah, yeah. I came up under a captain named uh, Robbie Combess, and he gave me some pretty good stories about how he had. Uh, he didn't have handcuffs, but he had duct tape. He'd shut, <laughs> shut out. He'd duct tape you up. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, yeah. Book a fishing trip and get duct tape to the leaning post or something. Hey, let me let me knock this commercial break out. I'll be right back, boys. Hang on a second. <laughs> you know, Big Big D Marine, they're having their grand opening of their newest store in Hitchcock, Texas. That's on Highway 6. That'll be April the 15th. Go buy and shop great deals on a fine selection of center console boats like Blackwood, Camus, G3, XL, and Crestliner. Outboards by Mercury, Suzuki, and Yamaha. Mention my name. Get $1,000 in a free 20-hour service on your new rig. With a live band, free barbecue, and refreshments, call them 409-938-4408. That's Big D Marines. Grand opening April 15th in Hitchcock, Highway 6. Don't miss it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. It's 436 here in the Bayou City. All right. Let's go back to Jeff and Monty. All right, guys. We're back. Back again. Back, back again. again, man. Man, I, you know, you're talking about that. Uh, I remember back in the day, you know, in the early 2000s, get on a boat and uh, there was a, it wasn't a bachelor. I think it might have been a bachelor party. Yeah. I remember these guys dragging this cooler down the friggin' uh, dock, you know, and it's like bouncing down. And I, you know, I threw it on the boat, didn't think much, you know, good. Went through the whole safety spiel, started taking off, went back down. At the time, somebody else running, somebody was running the boat, I was running it with them. And, uh, I was down there by myself. I opened up that ice chest. Man, there was 
there was whiskey and vodka bottle on the Ooh. very top. And I Lord. bet you there was ice cream on the top. <laughs> I said, oh, my God. That would be terrible. <laughs> and it was. It was yeah. terrible. I mean, yeah. I didn't have any duct tape on the boat, but more if I did, there'd be a lot of duct tape people. I promise Boy, that. Oh, howdy. <laughs> But, I've had, uh, yeah. uh, I've actually had two kegs over the years put in the back of my boat. Two, two kegs. What are they? Kegs. That's from all night drinking and showing up at the dock. Said, "Hey, Captain, you got room to put a, put a keg in your boat?" I said, "A keg of what?" They said, "A keg of beer." We, you know, <laughs> the crazy. best, the biggest school of big trout I've ever been on in my life was with four guys that been it up at a bachelor party all night. One of them was getting married that afternoon. It, they had to quit fishing at one, and uh, they had to get back to Houston. Well, uh, they put a keg of beer on the boat, and I don't think they were real happy about weight fishing. They had their weighting gear, though. I told them that's what we were going to do, and uh, we slide out. And, man, we walk into them, and the, the wind wasn't right that morning, but it you know we ended up catching like five big ones, you know, like eight-pound-plus trout waiting. And I said, they're here. We just, uh, let's go back to the boat and take a break. Well, they, they were all good for that. They were, they were sucking them beers down. They'd been up all night. And uh, I let it settle down. That flat settled down. The wind switched. And uh, we made another wait, and we stepped into them. Man, it just, hey, it was Gorilla City. And uh, they kept going back to the boat. And I could smell them smoking weed back there, and they were drinking beer. One guy, he, he caught a... He caught one over nine. He said, man, that made my trip. I'm going back to the boat. And uh, <laughs> long story short, they're, uh, they pulled the anchor up and idled down to me. I'm standing in, the, I'm, I'm standing in these fish catching eight and nine pounders. About every five cast, I'd catch a fish that big. And they said, Captain, we got to go. And I said, what do you mean you got to go? They said, oh, yeah, we got to get back to Houston. This guy's getting married at 4 o'clock. He was all Uh-oh. drunk and sunburned. I'm going, man, what a wedding this is going to be. And uh, I had to drive out of those fish, leave them biting. The best school of fish I've ever been on in my entire career. And, uh, I, 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 well, if I'd have been getting married, I'd had to postpone it. I wasn't walking out of those fish if it would have been my wedding. My wife would just have, and she would understand that. I really believe she would. Yeah. <laughs> I would understand it. I mean, you know, yeah. perfect excuse to me, you know. Dang. So, so I mean, did you get tip good enough for all that or what? Yeah. Uh, they had never been back, so I guess I didn't impress them too much. I had a my 10 personal best fish on that trip ended up being 93 pounds. Dang. And, wow. Uh, and they all went home with a fish to mount. We didn't even wow. clean any of those fish. They all went to the taxidermy. Wow. That's unbelievable. I didn't yeah. even know that got ganged up when they got that big like that. Well, they used to back in the day. You'd uh, we uh, we used to have some herds of uh, big fish that just roamed roamed the bays, the flats, and the deep reefs, and everything else. Where we would uh, we'd just get into those monsters and just. I had one guy one time where we got on a school. I thought I was on Reds. I was out in the middle of East Bay. And I run up on these mud balls back there by the tide gauge out from Marsh Point. And uh, yeah. I said, Sonny, it's been kind of slow, but here's a school of reds. And, boy, they were puffing mud and moving here and there. And I troll motored into them. And, man, we started losing them. 
And then one finally came up and shook his head. I said, man, these are huge trout in here, mud boiling like this. And I think we lost 20-something fish before we actually got them going. We put on mirror lures with uh, three treble hooks, and we finally started getting more positive hook sets. And I don't even know how many giant fish we caught that day. It was crazy, man. Yeah, back in the and day, all his buddies bro. canceled out on him. Sonny had to come by himself. His other buddies uh, bailed out on him. They'd had a trip of their lifetime. It just, you just never know, that's man. That's that's unbelievable. We, you know, Dave Don used to, you know, tell me about ten and eleven pounders. And honestly, I knew he wasn't lying. I knew who he was. Who was telling you this? Dave quit on. Oh, Dave quit on. Yeah, Dave was. He's a hell of a fisherman. Great guy too, man. You know, and well, he was I, there that day that I caught that big stringer. He left. Get out of here. He was waiting at shoreline with a party, and it just wasn't fast enough for his crew, I guess. And uh, he left and went went to the other side of the bay, and I just stayed there and rode it out. And uh, man, when they let off, it was it was crazy. There's nowhere catching those coolies, man. You yeah. know, and, and <laughs> you know, and back in the day, uh, that you know, Dave, who I really you know, inspired to be a captain and fishing and everything else, man. I, I, I drool when he'd tell me stories like that, you know, and he would tell me stories about when they would go out and catch seven, eight, you know, nine to 10 pounders. And I'm thinking it doesn't exist, Dave. Yeah, I know you're too. not lying, but I've never seen anything like it that. It was before. right in his backyard. You know, he lived over there at Bolivar and uh, yeah. Dave was a really good fisherman in East Bay, you know, and uh, him and Blaine and I, all of us were real good friends. He's a great guy. Super he good is. fisherman. Really, really good guy. Yeah. Well, I guess it's all true. I mean, yeah. uh, you know. I got the pictures all- to prove it. <laughs> we uh, back it up if you don't take photos. That's a fact. That's a fact, you know. And he did. He would show me pictures and stuff like that, you know. And, and uh, so, and again, I mean, he's. I mean, you know, Dave as well as anybody else. I mean, he's about. He he's not gonna fib you. He ain't a storyteller. He's no, just he's a not. Straightforward guy, you know what I mean? And uh, boy, we used to like, you know, he would go. I guess he was on the All Star uh, team with you guys, right? I mean. Uh, he would go and get, you know, his batch of all-star rods. He'd come back and give me one. He said, "Look, man, tell me what are you fishing?" I said, "Dave, I'm in, the, I'm in the, I'm in the, uh, I'm out in the surf, man. Uh, that's where I'm at." He's like, "All right, I get you fixed up. Come back with a with one of the new eight foot, you know, surf yeah. rods. Yeah, all-star rods. Boy, I'd, I'd wear that rod and all of my eyes clear out of that." <laughs> That was fun times. You know, it's so weird how things go full circle like that. You know, uh, now one of my good friends is Lee Potter, which he was the uh, the all-star yeah. rep. I, I remember Lee. Know, man, he he did really good. You know, he, he's, uh, he's had his business on for, shoot, oh, 25 years or better, you know, and uh, really doing good. Now his sons are in it. Um, well, his oldest right now has gotten for him, and the youngest is still kind of coming up. But just, you know, all these things come full circle. It's just oh, yeah. always good to hear about. Love to see it. They're water dogs too, boy. Oh yeah. Water. <laughs> you know, Leap was showing me his son uh, has been noodling yeah. for uh, uh, crab. Yeah, crab. The uh, rock crab. Crab, crab. Rock. Yeah. Rock crab. Apparently. 
you know, they it's sit in cold. Yeah. Yeah, stone in crabs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so he sticks his hand down in these holes and grabs these rock crabs out of there. Man, where where did the mindset, like, hey, let me stick my hand down in the hole and grab this, this crab that's got a claw yeah. as big as his body, you know, and somehow that's going to work out good. And mind you, they're, most of the time they're in oyster beds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> who does that? Well, boy, he does, he does good, man. Well, they're worth it. That's some good eating right there, buddy. You just break one, one claw off and throw him back in. Let him grow yeah. another one. How do y'all, y'all catch a bunch of them up there where you're at? Or, or are they? Yeah, yeah. There's a west bay's full of them, back of Trinity, east bay. They're, they're, especially along the ship channel on those reefs yeah. along there if you want to set them deep and uh you can catch a lot of a lot of rock crab doing that and if you bait your traps the best uh bait for them is uh blue crab uh you know if you clean blue crabs put all the the shells and the you know all the guts and feathers in there you know just fill that trap up with it and the and the stone crabs love that wow so, never heard that down below. yeah Wow, that's crazy! You know, the the uh, uh, a lot of guys around here, you know, the crabbers especially, they'll they'll come up to the docks, you know, where we're cleaning fish and stuff like that, and you know, yeah. take all the heads. But they always chase some weird stuff, like you know, bonitas. They want the bonita head or whatever. Right. Yeah. Well, it, you got to use a non-game fish. Oh. You yeah, you can't bait these traps with a game fish like redfish or trout or flounder. Yeah. But he fishes, you know, Leaf and them, they go down to uh, uh, Rockport um, during the yeah. wintertime, you know, and they'll do duck hunt trips and bay trips and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. His son, uh, he said it's like a, a rock crab mecca down there. He said, man, they, you know, it, it's the hunting slow. He goes along noodling for these uh, rock rock crabs. And, man, he showed me a picture. He had a bay boat, a, uh, a, I don't know what they got down there, a transcat or something like that, and the whole entire front of that. The platform, I mean, oh, yeah. from one side to the other, filled with them freaking rock crap. I got bottles. buckets full of them. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's right up my alley. That's, that's good eating there. Yeah. That's some good table fare right there. You throw rocks at crawfish, them old ditch bugs, when you can get yeah. quality yeah. food like that. I'm, yeah, right. Blue crab yeah. and rock crab, all that, that is, that is well, and it ain't cheap. No, it ain't. It's really not. I used to know a guy that'd get a craving for them, and he would uh, have them overnight shipped from Florida to here. (laughs) Wow. Pay big money just to sit down on a Sunday and watch football and crack crab. Yeah. (laughs) Money was no object. Apparently. Crab, man. He had to have his fix. Uh, Apparently, that's high dollar stuff. Well, you know, to be honest with you, the. the, the price of crawfish is down real low right now. Speaking of crawfish, we yeah, it should out. be going down. That's the, that's the one thing that's going down right now. Everything else is going up, but uh, crawfish is coming down. Yeah, man, it was high a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, I but couldn't we believe had how people. high it was early in the year this year. Man, people were paying just ridiculous prices for you know for ditch bugs. I couldn't, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom that. As you cooked some up last night, they sure were good. I yeah. did too. That's what I had last night. Dead ones. 
Yeah, they are the Yeah, he did. Those were, yeah, I mean, they were dynamite, too. They they were actually, you know, like you said, I think he paid like 275 a pound or, or 250 even, maybe even. But, uh, yeah, in a month were, from now, they'll, they'll be down in the dollar something a pound. Mm. I saw, I've, I've been seeing those lines that were boys, you know, I guess they cook them outside. Yeah. Oh, and, over uh, at Santa Fe? Yeah, the lines are long. Apparently. Oh, yeah. That does really well. His name is Billy Starks. Yeah, he owns. I forget the name of that place, but he does well cooking crawdads. Yeah, well, back when, when I first started doing them, you you had to beg people to come over to eat them. You know, we'd oh, uh, yeah. we'd get them out of Louisiana for fifteen cents a pound. Buy several sacks yeah. of them. We'd just uh, go make a big load and a run, bring them back, and then distribute them out to everybody. And yeah, people just didn't eat them. Back then, yeah, like they do now, they go, oh, I ain't no nasty crawfish, mud bugs, and all that. But hey, look at it now. Unbelievable. Hello, man. Now things come full circle. Yeah. Man, just, just, hey, it does, man. It really does. Swamp donkeys or something up there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Leaping them were telling me the other day that, uh, you know, that they were, uh, right now, of course, they're running a bunch of spring break trips and stuff like that. And, uh, he was telling me that they got some of those little small uh small tarpon. They were they were oh, going wow. nine nothing on those small tarpon. Right. You know, it's the oddest thing too. I mean, this is a this, you know, I've I've never fished and never caught a big one. I've caught a bunch of small ones before, stuff like that. You know, and mm. always have a spit in the hook and yeah. you know, and I asked him, How do you how do you keep them on? You know, 'cause they're fishing with lures. And he said he takes the uh, he he takes both the trouble hook off of a off of a uh, like a John Brown or a, yeah. you know a Corky, and he uh, takes the trouble hook off. He puts one octopus hook on the front and a circle hook on the back. And he said that's the key to keep uh-huh. them on. Never heard that before, but uh, man, that kid can catch free carbon. Uh-huh. I mean, he's he's good. I got one and it was under lights. Fishing for trout at night. Fishing for trout at night. A, a glow in the dark speck view, you know. Oh wow! But, but they're in that foot. I mean, you know, and I've I've caught them this time of the year. They fish for them mainly up in the rivers and stuff like yeah. that. You know, some of the right different areas where the, the water's a little clear, yeah. and dark, or creeks, something like that. bayous, and rivers. Yep. Yeah, I think that I hear the browsers is cleaning up. Yeah. Well, he hadn't had much rain either for a yeah. while too, so. I'm sure it is, but yeah. Boy, I used to know it. a guy that fished at Brazos River in the wintertime religiously, you know, when it was clean and it wasn't running. Yeah. Man, that guy used to pull some monster speckled trout out of that river. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were catching some big specks two or three, about two or three weeks ago, man. They were they had several in there that were five, six pounds, you know, and, and bigger. Yeah. And, and a bunch of snook, for that matter. They've been catching a bunch of snook up there, too. Yep. Uh, five and a half pound flounder down there. A five and a half pound flounder. That's wow. Yeah. I'm a flounder guy. I love them flounder. So, I mean, in this this little run, I heard for about a week's time, they were going real good for a little while. And then they yeah. just seemed like they just quit. Yeah. So, what what do you think, since you're a flounder guy, what do you think about the flounder population? Is I don't it, know. Is I mean, it, up, up until the, the season closed in, in November, we were just killing them. But, but compared to was. The, I mean, yeah. I, just, I don't know. You know, down, down south, you know, down where Cliff Webb, you know, Corpus area, 
it was slow this year, but up here it was just uh, it was stupid. Yeah, yeah. especially for the season closed this last what November it was crazy. Wow. They were everywhere. And so, I mean, do you think that it, is there's any attestment to the to the freeze event that happened that maybe authored authored? I went. I tried to gig on Christmas Eve and Christmas, and it was below freezing. I didn't get none. 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 Yeah. Froze to death. That's wild. What? Yeah, they'd, how uh, you... they'd already dropped. They'd already made their move. Yeah, but I, they're coming back right now. I'm hearing. Well, yeah. TPNW knows when when to close. You know that month long period there. They <laughs> they know when these yeah. these fish are exiting to do their winter spawn thing, and yeah. uh, that's what protects them. Are you still are you catching some right now? Every once in a while, we'll stick one. You know, most of them that we catch right now are small males below you know the size limit, just below yeah. like fourteen inches. But yeah. you know. I had one the other day about three and a half pounds. I think Hillman had one around five pounds. And you'll, uh, as, as it gets warmer and we spend more time on the shorelines this time of year in the spring, we'll catch some of those big uh, spring flatfish, you know, while we're trout fishing. Sure. Sure. So, does he, does he still do charters? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that, uh, he has, uh, he has fewer still doing charters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So the charter we were supposed to win on this last week got canceled, but we were supposed to go down to Baffin Bay and do some white fishing in the spring break and the weather. I guess yeah. the weather just that put a ditch in that, buddy. That's uh yeah. that's a game you play this time of year, you know, these weather yeah. windows. You gotta seize the seize the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, you know, you were you were talking about those trout trout in real shallow water it just got me thinking uh you know Peyton fishes for those things at like midnight you know on full moon and stuff like that yeah. he was telling me that they fish they they run those those trout will run up in those flats like right on top of the grass and stuff like that i mean right three water oh yeah and, uh, so they, they will skinny. they pull in at night they'll spend the night on those flats shallow stalking the shallows and uh being a predatorial fish, what they do, and then as the sun comes up, they'll start rolling out deeper and lay up all day and sulk with a full belly and then get ready to do it again the next night. Sometimes, you know, those bigger fish, they just get nocturnal certain times of the year. Sure. And what times of the years are those? <laughs> like, uh, seems to be all all the time for me <laughs> when I'm fishing the daytime. <laughs> Well, they're not eating today, boys. They must have ate all night. You know, we blame it on full moon and all that, but some of the best uh, night trips you'll have is on a dark moon. So, hey, just when you think you know something, you don't. Uh, it, yeah. It, these fish, they drive people crazy. And they get balled up in them lots. Yeah. And uh, that, that has changed a lot of things, you know, up in my area with all the lighted piers and everything. Those fish will feed all night. And areas that we used to catch fish all the time, they you don't ever catch them anymore because they've night fed all night long. And uh, sure. under the pier lights and in the daytime, you're just uh, you're catching stragglers. Well, boys, I got to run. It's that time. It's top of the hour coming up. So, uh, Jeff, you and Monty. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, 
or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 